Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, everybody. What a great day it is, but we're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about food. This is viral right now, and it's going to keep going viral because it's true. Uh, I want to play a video for you all and uh, and share what's going on here. Uh, I, I definitely want to talk more about Easter because it's yeah, one of the, it's pretty much the top Christian holiday there is. But let me start out with this. I want to share with you all this video. We're going to try a little experiment to see whether I have any technical skills at all. And uh, I'm going to try and play this for you, okay? So listen up here. Mr. Chairman, Shannon Cooper tonight representing the uh, Missouri Cattlemen's Association. I'll try and speed this up. Uh, I am not a doctor. I have flunked out, been kicked out, or dropped out of every major institution of higher education in the state of Missouri. This is probably one of the most poorly drafted pieces of legislation I've seen this session. Any entity that produces, that's my members, that sells, that's my members, or distributes a product in this state, that's my members, with the capacity to infect an individual with a disease or expose an individual to a genetically modified material. This past week, when most of you were on spring break in uh, Florida enjoying the sun, I sold a load of cattle. That load of cattle that I sold had been double vaccinated with vaccinations that have this mRNA, which I don't know anything about other than I Googled a while ago. And I bought a load of cattle. And you know what I did the next morning after I brought those calves home? I vaccinated every one of those against bovine respiratory disease. Well, doesn't that make you feel good, folks? The National Cattle Association, Cattlemen's Association, said that uh, they tried to fact check me and they tried to say that this stuff isn't occurring. Well, uh, they didn't coordinate very well with their lobbyists in Missouri, did they? This was from the House testimony that I testified at in Missouri. Uh, now, that clip was edited, full disclosure, it was edited uh, for time because I wanted to play it on Twitter. It's on my Twitter profile right now, and you can find it there. This is, uh, which is, by the way, going incredibly viral. Now, the stuff that was edited out was stuff where he lied about the bill. So, uh, and some other just dicta that I think was pretty much meaningless. See, this guy read from a section of the bill that was taken out of context. He really misled the legislature there in Missouri and uh, apparently didn't coordinate with Big Pharma and uh, the, the national to determine uh, exactly how to lie most effectively. Unfortunately, uh, this guy who is clearly qualified according to his own words and who also says that my bill was poorly drafted, I'll have to talk to Holly and her team about that. I thought Holly and the team did a wonderful job drafting this. I thought it was quite clear. The only reason you'd think it was poorly drafted is if you had things to hide because it covers everything. It says that if you got a gene therapy product, you got to disclose it. And if it's going to be transmissible, you got to disclose it. And if you want to give that stuff, it's got to have informed consent. I know that's a terrible thing for a guy like this who doesn't bother to look at what he's giving his cows before he uh, you know, fills them full of poison that's going to go into your belly eventually. But this guy is the problem, right? This is the problem. These lobbyists, they get a paycheck. They don't bother looking into anything. There's no research. 
There's no knowledge, no development, nothing. They just simply do what they're told and collect their paychecks. And to hell with the rest of us. Folks, I just played you a video of a lobbyist from the Missouri Cattlemen Association. Now, is he telling the truth or is the National Cattlemen's Association telling the truth? I don't know. I mean, what I do know is that what he said was pretty plain, pretty clear, wasn't hard to understand. You know, he's uh, he's inoculating his cows with mRNA. Now, I want to distinguish between inoculating your animals with mRNA and, uh, you know, what's happening across the board with this. The the cows that are, are being inoculated, does this mean that it's necessarily transmissible to humans? Well, I don't know. Uh, we don't know. We know that it's possible. Uh, we know that the 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 stuff that they're giving to the cows can be transmitted. I'm looking at my stack of stuff right here, right? You know, the uh, the study that came out of China shows without any question that inoculation can be passed through the digestive system, right? There's no question that this can be done. Uh, they said that they are, were uh, putting this stuff into cows and that the cow's milk after ingest ingestion was being passed, you know, we'd see this mRNA is transmissible. Here's the thing. It's, it is transmissible. It's possible to be transmitted. Now, a, an RNA that's structured for a cow doesn't necessarily mean it's going to transmit to a human. But the thing is, is we don't know. We don't know what they're putting into us. And what should we just trust these guys? I mean, you've got the National Cattlemen's Association saying that there is no mRNA vaccines, and then you've got the lobbyist for the Missouri Ta Ca uh, Cattlemen's Association before the House committee in Missouri testifying. And, you know, I'd have to double check the laws in Missouri. I never lie, so this doesn't matter to me. Uh, but, you know, I believe that if you lie to a House committee uh, during official testimony, I believe that's a crime. I'm not sure. So do we believe the press release or the the testimony that may be criminal if he lies? I don't know. You, you figure it out. What I do know is that we, we are seeing that there's really no question that something's going on. You don't spend this much money, this much time, this much effort hiding things unless you've got something to hide. Now, the idea that we should just trust anything at this point is ridiculous. Trust the science, remember? Masks work, remember? Uh, PCR tests work, remember? Safe and effective vaccine, remember? Died suddenly, anybody? I don't think that just trusting these people is good enough anymore. Why do they oppose transparency legislation? Why does the Cattlemen's Association have a problem with transparency legislation? Now, don't tell me that they're willing to negotiate. If they're willing to negotiate, they would have said, hey, you know, let's pass this bill, but let's put this sort of a disclosure warning on it. Or, you know, maybe we change the language that way. Or maybe we do this. See, they didn't do that. They just said, hell no, this is DOA. They're lying to you folks. They're not trying to negotiate in good faith. Now, I'm waiting to see whether the Republicans in Missouri are negotiating in good faith. They've told me they are, and I'm hopeful they are. The lobbyists are not. The lobbyists are lying. The lobbyists are misleading. If the, if the Republicans in Missouri are negotiating in good faith, that's good. And we got to give them some time to do that. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking this week to see what they do. But what I will tell you is these lobbyists are crooked as can be. They don't care. They do not care. I mean, think about this. This idiot who is a lobbyist, 
for the Cattlemen's Association is bragging about, well, I don't know what that mRNA stuff is, but I Googled it and then I gave it to all my cows. What? Are you kidding me? I don't even know what it is, but it's okay. We're only going to eat it. Folks, I, you'll have to forgive me for being incredulous. But really? Really? This is where we're at? But we should trust these guys, right? We should trust these guys. Don't trust me. I mean, I only do research 24-7. I only work with everybody on the planet. By the way, I had the opportunity to talk to my friend Peter McCullough. And McCullough is, I, I got to tell you, of all the scientists I've ever met, I don't know a more credible guy than Peter McCullough. This guy is so stinking smart. And he doesn't play games, right? He's very honest about things. Uh, as he sees them. Now, he's disciplined as a science a scientist, and he has to be, right? That's the nature of being a scientist. But, you know, I talked to him about this, and he's looked at this stuff, and he agrees that there is potential for transmissibility. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, the idea, this is kind of out there in the science weeds, but I want to share this with you. The reason that they say that this stuff can't be transmissible is that the uh, the crooks on the other side keep saying, well, that mRNA vaccine, those molecules are very unstable and they break down easily. It looks like the opposite is true. It What we're seeing now is we're seeing science come out that shows that these RNA uh, molecules that are in the vaccine are actually quite stable and may survive the digestive system, particularly when they're designed in certain ways. We're seeing the science. I'm digging the science out on this. We got it. You see, you saw Switzerland ban the COVID vaccines, maybe. That happened this weekend. It's a big deal. But the thing is, is they didn't ban it outright. They just, they ceased recommending it. And uh, it, it's no longer uh, being pushed in Switzerland. Uh, I believe it was Switzerland. It might have been Sweden. Uh, one, one of the European nations. Regardless, uh, the thing about this is that that's big. But the problem is, is they're not doing away with this. They're not giving up on mRNA gene therapies. They want to control our genome. What they're doing is they're shifting tactics. They're working on putting it in the food. We know that vaccines are transmissible through vegetables. That's been out for decades. I've chronicled that on Twitter and everywhere else. Transmissible vaccines are a thing. Now they're getting it into the meats. Now, the real thing that we got to watch for is Bill Gates' factory meats. These factory meats can be designed from the get-go with this stuff in there, and no one's going to know the difference. They don't have to put an mRNA vaccine in it to design it with that already built in. And, you know, these factory meats are coming out real quick. There's no proper oversight. No one knows what's in it, and it's going to poison everybody. It's going to be in your restaurants. It's going to be everywhere. You aren't even going to know it. Do you think you're going to know when McDonald's puts this in their, their hamburgers? No. What are they going to advertise? No. They're just going to do it. And, you know, these giant factory farms, like, for example, take McDonald's, take your big your big fast food or other chains. Well, these guys have uh, factory farms and factories and everything else. They're so big, they can produce their own food. If they're buying factory chicken from Bill Gates, you aren't going to know the difference. You aren't going to know the difference. Only difference is going to be that you're going to suddenly wake up vaccinated and sick. This is a very scary thing, folks. We don't have time to wait. Any product that is a gene therapy product has to be labeled. It just does. I need federal sponsors. I want this bill passed federally. I want this bill passed in numerous states. 
There's no reason that anyone in the GOP would oppose informed consent and disclosure of uh, uh, this sort of a thing. I mean, it's very clear. But yet, I don't see a single sponsor. Now, I tagged MTG and Bobert and, and Jordan and all these guys uh, on, on the tweet that I put out this morning about the lies from the Cattlemen's Association. I am hoping sincerely someone will reach out to me and say, we're going to stand for we the people. Can you give me information on this? What can we do? Now, the question will be, how brave are our Republicans? Now, Donald Trump has not been yet outspoken on the right side of this vaccine issue. So are these guys, you know, are going to actually speak speak on their, their own mind? Are they going to stand for this? Or are they going to wait, wait for the Donald to give them some cover on it? I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that this is the most important issue facing our country right now. And uh, I know that we've got the Trump indictment. I know we've got the election stuff. And I recognize how important that is. But if you're dead, it doesn't matter, right? If they poison you with the died suddenly vaccine, it doesn't matter who you're going to vote for in the next election because you're dead, right? This is an unbelievable situation, folks. This is an unbelievable situation. We have on video absolute indisputable proof that, that either the national or the state cattlemen's association is lying, yet the, the, these people, these elected officials are listening to them over us. They're, why? Why? They have no credibility. They're liars. We just showed you. I've got on the tweet, I list a link to the National Cattlemen's Association press release saying that it's misinformation. There's no mRNA in meat. Meanwhile, I've got this buffoon from Missouri bragging about how he just put mRNA vaccines in his cows and he doesn't know what it is, but it's good. Well, folks, this is insanity. Have I lost my mind here? Am I losing? Am I missing something? What's going on? I don't know, folks. I don't know. What I do know is that you know, I pray that the Donald and some of our conservative leaders get on this real quick. We don't have a lot of time. This isn't controversial. Everybody wants informed consent and disclosure. There's no one, Democrat, Republican, this should be the most bipartisan thing on the planet. I don't think there is a more clear path to demonstrate the uniparty than this. If we don't have a uniparty, please explain to me why Democrats and Republicans are opposing something that everybody in both parties wants. Everybody believes that informed consent is a good thing. Everybody believes that disclosure is a good thing. Are you telling me you don't want to know if you're taking something that's going to alter your genes? Are you telling me you don't want, don't tell me, well, it won't. Well, if you won't, then you don't have anything to worry about with a disclosure bill. There is no way to argue this, folks. I've won this argument. Okay. This argument is over. I win. If you tell me that it doesn't affect your genes, then I'm going to say, why do you oppose the bill? And if you tell me it does, I'm going to ask you why you don't think that we have the right to know that it affects our genes. I win, right? This is the argument you make. Everybody watching this show, everybody listening to this video needs to ask their elected officials, Democrat, Republican, other, why won't you sponsor House Bill 1169 nationally or in your state or your locality? It's not too much to ask, folks. Disclosure, knowing what's going in our bodies, knowing what it is. There's no reason to oppose this. Why are we opposing an informed consent and disclosure bill? 
Why are they fighting tooth and nail against it? You don't hide things unless you have something to hide, folks. And guess what? What you're seeing right now is warm-up. I got a whole bunch more. So these guys need to recognize we're coming for this, okay? I got a whole bunch of information. You wait till you see what I'm dropping next. I got big stuff coming, folks. Big. They think this is big? Just wait. Just wait. I tell you what. I need your support. I need your help. Go to TomRens.com. Help us there. Support us. If you're buying gold, buy it from bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren sent you. If you're buying my pillow products, tell them Ren sent you. I love Mike Lindell. I love his pillows. Please sign up for our Substack. We can't share my Substack on Twitter very effectively anymore. It's being blocked for some reason. I, Twitter and Substack are in some sort of a fight. It's not just me. Uh, it's a Twitter Substack thing. I am being censored on Twitter, though, and we've tagged Elon Musk on that, and we're asking him for his help. Uh, because I don't think he knows this is a government thing. I need your help getting the word out. We know what's going on. Share this show. Share TomRens.com. Share our Rumble channels. Share what we do. We need you to follow what we're doing and get the word out. Thank you. We will be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Okay, folks, welcome back. You know, we're talking about this buffoon in Missouri. And, uh, well, I mean, he's a self-professed buffoon, I guess. I don't know. I didn't. I, he might be a really nice guy, uh, probably smarter than he sounded, but. And he said it. I don't really know what to say. Really, if you haven't seen the video yet, you do need to take a look at it. Um, you know, I, I did play it. And if you're watching on the Renz Rants, uh, you'll you'll see the video. 
by the way, I got to tell you guys, I am super proud of myself. Do you know what kind of a technical leap it was for me to uh, actually play a video as a part of my show? I mean, this was a big shot, a big deal for me, right? There's a big, big deal in Ren's media. We're, uh, I'm at best an amateur broadcaster. Luckily, I've got the backing of the Out Loud Network and uh, some other wonderful, wonderful people. My producer's brilliant. And so they managed to get everything ready where all I had to do was push a few buttons. But that, that still, you've got to understand, folks, uh, that was a challenge for me. Well, I do have a fair amount of knowledge and background in technical, uh, well, technical everything. Uh, I just, you know, this this broadcasting and media thing is all new for me. I mean, it's just something that I, I haven't really felt comfortable with yet. Although I do like the show and I like talking. So uh, I want to finish up with this this nonsense in Missouri. But before I do... Uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, so probably the most important thing I can talk about, and that's Easter. Uh, you know, we're just coming off the Easter weekend, and I thought about doing an Easter show on Friday or a Good Friday, uh, Friday show on Friday, uh, of Good Friday, and I decided against it because uh, there were other things to talk about, and I decided I would talk about the Easter after Easter, something different. Because everybody thinks about it going into it, but the day it's over, it's over, right? So then nobody thinks about it anymore. I want to remind people, you know what? Easter, and it's every day, right? It's every day that we should be grateful for Easter. Uh, Christ being risen, that's a pretty cool thing. And I don't, you know, if you're not a Christian, I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to have to indulge me. I am. Uh, you know, when we think about this, we've got a guy who taught, love your neighbor, Judge actions, not people. Do unto others. Treat people with respect. If we were all following his teachings, there'd be no more problems, right? There'd be no more problems. We'd, we'd literally have the true utopia. And notice his teachings never had anything to do with me controlling you or me being in charge of you. It was always based on freedom. He wanted the individual to do what was right because it was right. And he is God, after all. If he wanted slaves, he could have made us slaves. Instead, he taught us to do right and wanted us to do right by choice, not by fiat. Freedom is the heart of Christianity. Freedom is, is the absolute center of Christianity. This nonsense, this communism, this Marxism, all these different things that they're teaching, they're an antithesis to Christianity. If you're Christian, you are not communist. If you're communist, you're not Christian. They, they're not compatible. They're not compatible worldviews. And, uh, you know, as demonstrated by the fact that God himself gave us free will on the most important of questions, and that's whether to believe in him. Jesus fought enemies so much bigger and so much more powerful than anything that we face. I mean, you got to figure Jesus was tempted by Satan himself. We have a hard time, I have a hard time walking past a, you know, a plate full of unhealthy food or, you know, not having a beer or, you know, all those sorts of things. Jesus was able to talk, uh, to deal with the most horrid of temptations imaginable. He stood strong through all things. He defeated sin so we didn't have to. Uh, we have to try, we have to seek him, but that's all we have to do is seek him. And if we're seeking him in good faith, we're forgiven for all the mistakes we continue to make. 
Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? And it's also encouraging. I know a lot of my friends, a lot of the good people that I talk to, they're very concerned. They're very upset. They're very stressed. You know, hey, you know, this is so hard. We're fighting all these bad guys. It's so evil. And, you know, this guy's doing this and that guy's doing that. And, oh, my God, uh, how can we defeat them? We already did. The evil's already defeated. The fight's already won. Jesus did that for us. All we have to do is keep the lights on and the house clean while the master's away. So we have to keep fighting. We have to show the perseverance that he showed. We have to keep seeking. That's all he asked is that we keep seeking. No matter how hard it gets, we keep seeking. That's what we're doing. And folks, I want you to be encouraged because as long as we're seeking, we're in a good spot. We're in a very good spot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I feel really good and really encouraged. I'm fighting so many bad guys, and it seems so much bigger than me, and it's so it should be so terrifying. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discouraged. I'm not scared. I'm just fighting. I got no fear. I don't care about, you know, this association, that association, this lobbyist. That, I don't care about George Soros or Klaus Schwab. I mean, I call them the human genitalia, for God's sakes. I don't care about these two clowns. Harari. I mean, yeah, these guys are jokes. I don't care. They're nothing before my God. Nothing. That's where, that's where I'm putting my, uh, putting my chips down. I'm putting my chips down on God. I trust him. He's got my back. And he's got my back all the way to the grave. I don't care. Because of that, there's no need for fear or discouragement. And I want to offer everybody, after Easter, a reminder that Easter may be over, but it never ends. Easter is something that was a gift given to us that represents the ultimate victory over evil. We've won the fight as long as we continue to seek. That's what we do every day, folks. That's the pursuit of truth. That's the pursuit of justice, the pursuit of freedom. All about doing right. I want to urge you, take some time, do a little praying, do a little introspection. If you're not a Christian, you've, you're inclined to do so, take a look at it. Oh, my gosh, did I just tell people they should look at Christianity? Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. Uh, it's a beautiful religion. It's a beautiful faith. And because I think it's beautiful and I find so much good out of it, why wouldn't I share that? Why wouldn't I? And should I apologize for that? Well, even if I should, I'm not. I don't care. Uh, Jesus died on a cross so that I had the right to be forgiven. If I can't stand and speak out for, uh, for him in light of a little bit of persecution... What kind of a guy am I, right? What kind of a guy am I? I'd remind that to some of our pastors who are afraid to talk out uh, and speak out against this woke nonsense. I'd remind some of these, uh, these people who are leading churches and asking you to donate every weekend uh, to think about that in light of uh, the, uh, their unwillingness to speak out against woke bullcrap. The Bible's quite clear. Freedom is the way of things. The Bible's quite clear. God could have made us slaves. He didn't want slaves. He wanted followers. He wanted willing followers. He wanted people who followed because they loved him. We follow God out of love. Yes, we should fear. A wise man fears God. It's God. If he's mad, you're gone. And you're not just gone. You're out of existence in this life and the next. He can do that because he created us. 
but we don't follow him out of fear. We follow him out of love. And I think that's really an important distinction. He could have made slaves, but he wanted people to follow him out of love. That's what he's got for us. And, uh, you know, as we, as we march through the difficulties and the trials that we face in this world, you know, I kind of asked, if he is willing to send his son, I got two sons, right? They mean the world to me. I would literally kill someone in a heartbeat if they screwed with my kids. I wouldn't, I, I mean, I am a non-death penalty guy. I'm a pro-life guy from beginning to end. Uh, I don't like abortion. I don't think I have the right to take a life because I don't have a right or the ability to create a life. I understand a lot of people are not with me on the death penalty thing, but I don't really care. That's where I stand. Uh, that said, you screwed with my family. I'd be asking forgiveness because, you know, it wouldn't happen. I love my boys so much, so much. I think about Abraham. Uh, you know, Abraham, God of the Jews, or not God, but uh, father of many of the Jews, uh, many of the Muslims, many of the Christians. I mean, Abraham is really a central figure to all these. He was willing to give his son for God. I don't know that I would, I mean, that just, that's something I can't relate to. Uh, that's something I can't relate to. But you know, I think of how much I love my boys. God gave his son and let his son die in the most cruel, horrible way imaginable on the cross because it, it allowed him to save us. That kind of love is something beyond what I can even fathom. I'd lay down my life in a heartbeat for, for the people of this country, for freedom, for a lot of things. But it's another thing if you ask me to sacrifice my kids. I couldn't do that. I'd, I'd take a bullet for them way before anybody else. Sorry if that offends anybody. So God to have that kind of love is a pretty amazing thing, right? Uh, yet we have a hard time speaking out for him. We have a hard, and I do. I'm going to tell you. I grew up uh, in a place where you go into your closet and say your prayers because I don't want anybody to high five me for my faith. I don't have faith because I want to high five. Now, my reticence to speak out has nothing to do with fear of what anybody thinks. I don't care about that one bit. Uh, mine tends to be more about you just, if you're praying out loud, if you're doing it in public, it seems self-aggrandizing. And I don't like that. But I also recognize at some point that God was good enough to give me a platform. And if I won't give him credit, well, why do I deserve a platform? I don't, is the answer. So for the pastors and the priests and the uh, reverends and all the people out there that have that platform, whether it's big, whether it's small, but whose platform is based on speaking out for God, I think there's something wrong if you're not willing to actually use that platform to further the, the uh, I don't know, the, the guy that put you there. I mean, really, that's just just seems like what you ought to be doing, right? So I, I urge you all to have faith, have hope. Don't forget that Easter's every day. Uh, and feel good about this, right? We won the fight, guys. We won it. You know, no matter what they do, they can take me out. They can take people out. They can do whatever they're going to do. It doesn't matter. The fight goes on, and we already won, as long as we stay faithful. 
I fail all the time in my faith. I fail to be the good Christian I should. But the beautiful thing about my faith is as long as I seek, I'm doing what's right. And the big man forgives me for that. It's kind of an interesting thing uh, to see to see that and to understand that and to appreciate that. So I urge you all to take a look and to consider that. Uh, I want to finish up on Missouri. I mean, really, uh, speaking of speaking truth, you know, how many lives do we got to ha- catch these guys in? And, yeah, I wonder now that we've clearly shown that either the state or national Cattlemen Association is lying. One of the two. I mean, it's their video and their press release. It's not mine. You can't get more clear than this, folks. You have the national saying, no, there's no mRNA for cows. And then you've got the, the, the state lobbyist testifying. Yep. I vaccinate my cows every day with this mRNA stuff. Don't know what it is, but I do it. And he keeps those little buggers safe with it. Just ask him. Folks, it hurts my head. It hurts my head. I literally, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, because I posted that this morning, and I did. I tagged the National Cattlemen Association because I think they ought to, you know, get their story straight. But uh, can you imagine what what the conversations there are like today? Oh, God, they caught us. Boy, Merck better kick over some big money for this one. I hope someone's ready to send us some big checks now because we just lost all credibility. Well, you should have. You should have. This corruption is unbelievable and it's unacceptable. Willing to play games with people's lives, with people's safety. And, you know, the thing that's really bad about it is if these guys were actually at all honest, they could have very easily said, you know, listen, we're going to do everything we can to keep this stuff out of animals in the United States. But you're right. These foreign countries can put whatever they want in their animals, so we do need to do something. They didn't do that. All they did was outright oppose the bill. This bill's got to go. We are against it. No, they they didn't want to work for the safety of we the people. They don't care about the safety of we the people. All they wanted to do was to focus on themselves. And if you think they're bad, let me tell you, the farm bureaus, corn growers, soybean growers, pork. By the way, there are mRNA vaccines for pork. FYI, look at Sequibity. Um, Folks, these guys don't care about anything but their own pockets. That's the nature of a lobbyist. A lobbyist has no loyalty. They have a loyalty to whoever's paying the check. Their job is, is to convince someone to vote a certain way. They don't care how. They don't care what they have to say. There's no, well, there's no rules of ethics for the lobbyists that any of them care about. The rules of ethics are win. We the people have to fight back. We have to stand on this. We have to stand for this. This is not an acceptable thing. Now, I'm glad that the Missouri GOP has finally agreed to negotiate in good faith. I figure, you know, if they're not doing something within a week or so, then we need to really kind of reevaluate what's going on here. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing this because there are a couple minor changes that we could do to the bill that would tighten up the language a little bit and wouldn't ne- necessarily impact the uh, its ability to get some things done. But the thing is, is is that what they're shooting for? Or are they lying? Is it more lies? 
Is it more lies? Is it more lies from the Cattlemen Association, the, other, the Farm Bureau and the Chamber of Commerce? Are there more lies? It ultimately comes down to we the people and whether or not we can get this bill sponsored in other states and federally. I'm looking at you hardcore conservative people who have stood for the we the people. God, Jim Jordan, Ron Johnson, Rand Paul, MTG, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates. You guys are heroes. We love you guys. We need you to sponsor this. We need you to push this. Remember, it's not just American meat. It's all food. All food. We got to know where it's coming from. We need your help to keep the people safe from these poisons. It's happening. And I'm going to tell you the worst of it is Bill Gates factory meat. You do not want that, and I just posted today also. It's coming. It's very soon. I want to know what the National Restaurant Associations are going to do about that because I got info on that coming too. Uh, in the meantime, folks, don't forget, TomRens.com, support the America Out Loud Network. I need you to share the America Out Loud Network. This show, this radio station, uh, this is really an important thing. We've got to get truth out. If you don't support the Out Loud Network, it can't. It doesn't survive. We need you to support our sponsors. We need you to listen to our shows. We need you to share this. If you don't get the message out, it doesn't do any good. Malcolm and the Out Loud Network are great people. We need your help to share this and to support this. Get it out there. We'll be right back. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to outloud.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order of Spike Support. All right, folks, welcome back. Stack of stuff, stuff segment. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of random stuff that's really important. And I don't think that this really qualifies as stack of stuff-ish, but I'm going to talk to you about CBDCs, right? Uh, there's a bill in Texas which uh, Red Wave is reporting, Texas legislation would create new digital currency backed by gold. Okay, so the author talks about having mixed feelings on this, which I appreciate. 
Uh, I also appreciate that the Lone Star State is looking at doing a bill where they have their own digital currency. Here's the thing. I don't like digital currency. I just don't. I want hard paper currency. I want something that is physical. I have a lot of concerns about whether a digital currency in Texas is something that would actually pass muster. I think that they would. it would certainly have an impact on interstate commerce. I think it would be thrown out as unconstitutional. And I think what it would do is end up giving people uh, false hope. That said, if they can thread the needle and get this passed and make it something that goes, that's good, as long as there are certain things that, that are considered. Um, by the way, if you haven't bought gold, go to bh-pm.com and tell them Ren sent you. You support me, you support my network, you support my work. Uh, it's a good thing, and you probably ought to have some gold. Uh, sales pitch aside, uh, this is uh, this is something that I'm not 100% sold on. Uh, I just am not. I see issues with doing it. I have issues with whether or not it'll work. And I just don't know. I mean, I really hope that I haven't reviewed the legislation, by the way. So it may end up being brilliant, and I just haven't seen it yet. We'll find out. Uh, but one thing that I will tell you is if they are going to do this, the currency has to be something that is, is more blockchain than uh, centrally controlled. It needs to be something where the, the encryption keys are out of the hands of the government, where the government can't take your money because they want to. That money that's in my hands or my digital wallet needs to be mine, and no one gets it without me clicking OK. Nobody gets it in any way, shape, or form. No hacks, no anything. It's got to be completely secure. That's not really possible in my mind. I don't know how they could do that. So, you know, I've got some real issues with this. Uh, you know, the Bitcoin model is kind of okay. I mean, you know, maybe they partnered with like a Bitcoin or something like that. I don't, I just, I really don't like digital currency. There's no, there's a million bad things and very few good. The only reason they're pushing it is because it's convenient for, you know, the banks and for tracking and this, that, and other. But I, those are the things I don't want. I don't want that. I'm willing to have the inefficiencies of a cash-based system for the privacy and security that it offers for the Americans and their freedom. It really is something that I'm a supporter of. Uh, I guess if anybody's going to do it, Texas is probably one of the better. But remember, Texas has a lot of rhinos. You guys got a rhino problem down there. I know the people of Texas are spectacular. I love the state, but y'all got a rhino problem. I don't know. I don't know, folks. I'm skeptical. Uh, you know, this is, they've got bills in the House and the Senate, uh, but they also have CBDC bills, right? They also have CBDC bills. And uh, it's, to me, it seems that these guys, you know, just, it's a, it's a novel idea. But again, I don't know. Uh, you know, it just seems to me that it's something that, that you know, when I'm looking at this, it just looks looks pretty scary to me. And uh, just seems like something that could end up being a transitional thing to move you towards that centralized CBDC more. I don't know. Don't know how it's going to work out. I'm going to dig into this further and I'm going to keep you apprised. Like I said, what I do know is if you're not buying gold, you probably should. I go to bh-pm.com, tell them Ren sent you. 
uh, Sorcini, who runs that place, a good dude. He supports our freedom movement in a lot of ways. And it's not just me. He supports a ton of good guys. Uh, he's just he's a good dude and doing good work. So uh, you can get there through TomRens.com or a number of other places. But I would strongly recommend that you take a look, good look at that. I actually also like silver. I, I like silver a lot. Uh, silver's still cheaper. And, you know, physical precious metals are really important. Um, all right. I want to move on. I have a, uh, uh, I'm going to go on a tirade here, folks. Here it comes. Our, our daily woke update. Uh, we call it the woke update. We've always got something woke stupid going on. And it's just shocking to me. All right. UNC, right? UNC. Do you guys know UNC? You, you probably ought to. Uh, UNC uh, is you know, University of North, North Carolina, where, where Ralph Barrick works. You know, the guy that helped create SARS-CoV-2 in the lab and with EcoHealth Alliance. Um, a guy named Dr. Calhoun was smeared as racist after he emphasized merit as a primary indicator of success in surgery profession. I need to read that again, folks. Did I need to read that again? Okay, I'm going to anyways. Dr. John Calhoun was smeared as racist after he emphasized merit as the primary indicator of success in the surgery profession. So, folks, when you're dying or laying on an operating table and you've got someone that's cut you open and they're doing work on your heart, your brain, whatever, your vital organs, uh, do you want that person to be the most qualified person or do you, uh, do you want someone who was uh, picked based on uh, the color of their skin? Uh, for me, I'm going to stick with the merit. Uh, I'm preferring the merit. But this guy, you know, he, uh, he said that, you know, you, uh, yeah, if you're, uh, you're really good at this, you know, if you're a quality surgeon and you're a quality person, you know, you're probably going to go farther than if you're just the right color. Oh, folks, they called him a racist for this. They called him a racist for saying and suggesting that maybe you want the most qualified guy keeping you alive when you're on the table having surgery. Have we lost our minds? Have we lost our collective minds? How does the color of your skin, your gender, your sexual orientation, your religion, or anything else have a darn thing to do with whether or not you're going to be a good surgeon? Anything? Anyone? I mean, I can't explain it. I have no idea. How can you argue that? How can you argue that, that yeah, well, you know, uh, this guy's not as smart and uh, is not, uh, you know, just not as good, doesn't know the, the information, the stuff as well, you know, as, as, as person B. But, but person A is black, or person A is gay, or person A is this, or person A is that. So, you know, it's okay. They're, they're going to be a better surgeon. How does the color of your skin translate into being good, to, good at surgery? And how is that not racist? How is that not sexist? How is that not bigoted? 
color of your skin has nothing to do with it. Neither does your gender or your orientation or even your faith. I mean, I'm a Christian. I'd love to have Christian doctors, but guess what? As a Christian, I don't care what you are. I want you to be the best surgeon if you're doing surgery on me, right? I don't care. I don't even care if you're some dude that wears a dress. I don't care as long as you're the best doctor in the room. I don't care. The only thing that should matter when it comes to our health care is merit. I don't care whether you're gay, you're straight. I don't care whether you dress up and pretend you're a dinosaur on the weekends or you pretend you're a dog like that guy that, uh, that Obama had in the cabinet for a while that kept stealing luggage. I don't care what you do. I want the most qualified guy holding a knife if they're cutting me open. Is that too much to ask? Yet Dr. Calhoun was smeared as a, a racist for suggesting this. This is insanity. Immediately, medical news outlets called Calhoun a racist, white privilege, and other monikers of derision. But they weren't the only ones. Society of Thoracic Surgeons condemned Calhoun's slide in the statement, uh, describing his talking points as inconsistent with the Society of Thoracic Surgeons' core values of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Really? Uh, folks, make sure that anyone that you see that's part of the Society of Thoracic Surgeons is not doing surgery on you because they're apparently insane. I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to Folks, these people are insane and stupid. This is ignorant beyond words. Yeah, who cares? As long as you got diversity, equity, and inclusion, then we're okay. Source inside the University of North Carolina Medical School provided me with the following email about the STS conference from the University of North Carolina Chair of General Surgery, Caprice Greenberg, and Vice Chair, so-called DEI, so they, they get this, this email here, and uh, in this email, uh, the, the, they talk about this guy's speech, his address. Is the address included statements undermining decades of effort by surgical societies, healthcare institutions, and medical schools in recruiting a diverse workforce and inclusive, uh, inclusive of excellence, representing the breadth of gender, race, ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity. Why? I don't care about any of that for a surgeon. I want the guy who's going to keep me alive. I'm having a stroke or a heart attack. I need the guy that's going to keep me alive. Not someone who's black or green or yellow or purple. Not someone who's gay or straight. Not someone who's Christian, Muslim, or Jew Jewish. I want the most qualified guy. I don't care what you are. I don't care what you do. Literally, I care zero. I want the guy who's most qualified. Can't we get that in the medical profession? I mean, it's the medical profession for God. Well, you know what? This explains a lot, folks. This explains an awful lot. And if you can't, in case you want to know why the medical profession sucks so bad right now, well, these guys just explained it to you. We value DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, far more than merit. You do? Well, that explains why we have so many stupid doctors that still think these COVID vaccines are anything but poison. I mean, really, how dumb is this? And what, I mean, is this debatable? I want to know which one of these morons that are on these DEI boards 
are, are going to their doctor and say, well, you know, um, I don't want the best surgeon to save my life. I want I want the guy who's this color or that color. Which one of these bigoted DEI people who are all about being racist, bigoted monsters? Because they don't value people based on the content of their character. That's what this is. It's all racist. It's all sexist. It's all bigoted. Pick your ism. It's all of them. All of them. They are everything here. Because they don't look at people for the content of their character, as Martin Luther King said. They look at them for the color of their skin. They look at them for their gender. They look at them for their orientation or their religion. These people are the most bigoted people on the planet. We have a load of bigots, folks. A whole load of bigots. And I want to suggest to you strongly that you take those bigots and you hold them to account. This is unbelievable, folks. It is incredible. These people are bigoted on every level, and yet they've got the audacity to tell you that you're a bigot if you don't believe they're garbage. I mean, they're liars. They're stupid. This is stupid. If your title has anything to do with DEI, you're an idiot. Okay, how about that? How's that for controversial? But the UNC Surgery Department chairs denounce Calhoun's comments as hurtful and insulting. Really? Well, let me tell you what. The UNC Surgery Department chairs are idiots, and they work for a university that facilitated the creation of SARS-CoV-2. So I don't think their opinions matter too much. I'm done with these morons, folks. I'm done with these morons. In related news, headline, James Woods joins Kid Rock, dooms Bud Light after woke agenda exposed. Well, you know, we're wandering around. We're seeing this Dylan Mulvaney buffoon. I mean, I don't even know what this creature is. Have you seen his exercise video? He looks like he's having a damn spasm, folks. He looks like he's having a seizure. I think the guy, he, I, he should be tested for epilepsy. I don't know. Is that hateful? I'm just concerned about his health. Yes, his. He can dress like a girl all he wants. He's born with a weenie. He's a dude. I don't care what he does. He's still a dude. But Mulvaney is out there getting sponsorships because of his apparent spasms uh, by Nike. Nike, uh, he, he's a woman. That's a woman exercising. So he's sponsoring him on sports bras? What the hell's going on here? It's insane. Well, God bless Kid Rock who I, you know, I always liked his music, but I didn't know I was a fan of him. Apparently I am. You know, he had his, his crazy viral video that's been seen by 50 million people, uh, you know, talking about this, this insanity. And uh, it's working. You got uh, country music stars pulling Bud Light from their, their stuff. Uh, restaurants, bars are, are pulling it. Nobody, nobody is supporting this. Listen. I'm not transphobic means I have fear of trans. Trust me, Dylan Mulvaney is not scary to me. I don't fear Dylan Mulvaney. There, there's literally nothing that man could do that I would have fear of. There's no phobia. I just think he's deranged. And I don't want to see his picture in my beer can. I'm not drinking Bud Light until, uh, well, maybe ever again. I'm not supporting these woke companies. I don't, I just, I'm done with it, folks. I'm done with it. These people are garbage. Unfortunately, I still got a lot of Nike stuff from way back when. Some of it's still really nice. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to throw it away. I haven't decided. But, I mean, my wife is a lifelong athlete, right? She's still runs. She's fit. She's in good shape. 
uh, do you know how insulting it is for her that this piece of garbage is a, a spokesperson for women's sports? How is this? How's it, it's not. There are no women's sports. Folks, look at me. I'm a big ogre dude. If I go compete in a woman's sport, most of them, it's not going to be competitive. It's the way it is. I've been in sports my whole life. It's not competitive. It's just the way God made us. We're different. We should embrace that. We should celebrate the successes and the achievements that these women have had in their sports. They work their tail off. And while they may have different genes than, than men, it's no less of an accomplishment when a woman breaks a record, does something, you know, puts everything she's got into it and becomes a, an incredible athlete. And by the way, uh, one of the exceptions is basketball. I'd get schooled in women's basketball. I'm terrible at basketball. It's awful. It's an embarrassment. You ever want to see me embarrassed, ask me to play basketball. Uh, all right. Folks, get, get yourself a Genesis HOCL. The Genesis HOCL is an incredible, incredible machine. It prevents the spread of germs. It, uh, it kills germs in the air. It's an atomizer. It works. It works really well. Uh, this is something that everybody needs to have in their house. And if you click on the banner code and you use the out loud code at checkout, you'll get a, a heck of a discount and you'll support our network. We need you to support our network. Use the OutLoud code at checkout. Check out all the OutLoud sponsors. Uh, there's a bunch of different products that we have. Great, great stuff. Click on the banner ad, support the OutLoud network so we can keep bringing you this content. We'll see you very soon, folks.